Hi, I am Eli Aringay from On Faith and Fatherhood and welcome to my podcast. Through this podcast, I will be sharing my insights on parenting, homeschooling, family, and faith. It is my belief that family is God's instrument to carry on His commands and decrees from one generation to the next. And as parents, it is our duty to raise obedient and God-fearing children. A medical concern has been on the rise recently, not only in the Philippines, but throughout the world. There has been a um, noticeable increase in the number of people claiming to be suffering from depression. Just the other day, I saw a video of a young medical professional, as it appears, giving advice on how to approach and uh, help a person suffering dep- depression. What are the um, do's and the don'ts in uh, talking to one who is experiencing this condition? Mental health concern is a uh, trending topic nowadays and apparently the continuous absence of social activities and uh, physical interactions brought about by the various lockdowns imposed to address the current pandemic contributed much to this scenario. This only proves and affirms that human beings are created for relationships. We are wired to interact with each other in a meaningful sense. Even with the providence of technology, with the advent of various video conferencing platforms, there is simply no substitute for social and physical gathering. The continuous lack of it at this time has impacted the mental health of many individuals. One of those mental health condition, conditions is popularly called depression. Actually, this disorder has many forms and kinds, from the persistent depressive disorder to the major depressive disorder. Now, this condition is already existing and um, um, identified even prior to the pandemic. I encountered a number of individuals undergoing depression even before COVID-19 existed. In its extreme effect on individuals, you see, I even attended wake services of of people who committed suicide who, according to their families, were undergoing depression while they are they were still alive. As a backgrounder, there, there are various kinds, I, I, I mentioned this already, of depressive disorders, depending on the symptoms exhibited by a person. But nowadays, a lot of people treat the word depression, quote-unquote depression, as an encompassing term to represent all feelings of anxiety, sadness, loneliness, and grief. This, I believe, uh, leads to misinformation and confusion about the subject. While some of the emotions I mentioned are exhibited, indeed exhibited symptoms of of a depressed person, we cannot automatically conclude that someone who is sad is already depressed. A lot of people mistakenly treat 
human natural human emotions as depression. You see, depression and sadness are two different things. From a medical perspective, depressive disorder disorders are clinically identified. Medical experts are guided by what they call as a diagnostic and statistical manual to technically label a person to be undergoing a depressive disorder. And so, normal human emotions such as sadness and loneliness should not be automatically treated as depression. Carelessly labeling these emotions as depressed episodes can have an adverse impact on people. And so, we must be sensitive and cautious in determining whether or not a person is undergoing depression unless we can be certain regarding the mental condition of a person through the intervention of a professional, we must not be too quick to conclude that indeed depression exists on a person. Having said this, depression must not be treated as an quote-unquote N thing. I'll just have to say this, but I notice a lot of people coming out indiscriminately claiming they are undergoing depression without necessarily consulting a medical professional. A number of them claim that they are depressed just because they have an episode of sadness or a feeling of loneliness. Now, it, it is not my intention to undermine the um, ordeal of those who are truly experiencing depression. The point is that this condition must not be treated as a trend wherein anyone or everyone can jump in the trend and join the wagon. And I, and I notice this tendency among our youth today. Many are claiming they are medically undergoing depression without seeing a psychiatrist even for once. You see, depression is a serious matter. It's, it is not a fashion trend, but a mental disorder. And I believe it is important to know what depression is in order that we can have a better view of this disorder and maybe extend help to the people around us who may be undergoing this condition. And later on, of course, I will be applying the principles in a parenting context, how parents can prevent and address depression among their children. But first, we must at least have an idea of the definition of the word. What is depression? One expert defines depression as a biochemical learned helplessness response to stress. Another notable personality, Robert Sapolsky, a well-known researcher and author, defines Depression, and bear with me on this, as a genetic neurochemical disorder requiring a strong environmental trigger whose characteristic manifestation is an inability to appreciate sunset. Now, do not be confused with the big medical terms. To explain in a layman's understanding, depression is simply losing the joy of living. 
As opposed to episodes of sadness and loneliness wherein one eventually heals over time, depression is basically losing the pleasure of living. A life full of overwhelming grief, shame, guilt, and a sense of condemnation is what characterizes a person undergoing depression. Doctor and uh, author Faith Harper explains, explains that, and I quote, The word depression comes from the Latin root depremere. I, I hope I'm reading it right. Which means to press down. She continued that, and, and I quote again, Depression operates like a French press. But instead of get, getting coffee out of the smashed down grounds, you get a depleted and wrung out human being. In one sentence, depression simply means a state of hopelessness and helplessness leading to a loss of meaning and purpose in living. Now, having this information as our background, where does the Bible fit in the picture? What is the role of God's Word in addressing depression? Must parents refer to the Scriptures as the final authority in preventing and addressing depression among their children? Well, I personally believe that referring to God's Word is indispensable in addressing questions relative to depression. Notwithstanding the progresses that we achieved in understanding, in understanding this disorder, experts are united in admitting that there is no specific and exact cure for depression. There's no exact treatment to cure depression. One may choose among several options and find out which procedure is the best to cope with depression. However, none of those options can cure the cause of it. The most that those treatments can do is to manage the symptoms of depression but not cure the root cause. Even the medications that doctors prescribe for clinically diagnosed individuals only um, manages the manage the physical symptoms without resolving what causes the disorder, and I'm not surprised by this. Unlike you see, unlike other medical illnesses such as Alzheimer's disease or other forms of head injury, wherein there are apparent and physical differences, um, the the brain of a depressed person or any individual undergoing psychiatric problem will not show any difference from a normal brain. There is simply no way to know the existence of depression through blood tests or brain scans. On account of this, and notwithstanding the physical symptoms of depression, this is you see, depression is not purely a physical problem. Whether we admit it or not, depression involves a soul problem, a heart issue. It is not purely physical. Because if it is, then medicine should and must work to cure the cause of depression. But medication cannot cure the cause. It cannot even identify it in the first place. Medical science has yet to find out the chemical, 
chemical differences between a normal brain and a depressed brain. Although they say that depression results when brain misfires chemicals. So if that is the case, how can we then thoroughly explain what depression is in order that the cause can be cured and not merely the symptoms? I submit to you that the Bible has an answer. The Bible teaches us that when God created us, we are not merely warm bodies. We are a component of body and soul. And the reason why the cause of depression cannot be cured by just treating it as a physical illness is because it is primarily an issue of the soul, a matter of the heart. A person who overwhelmingly feels hopeless and helpless in times of trouble, grief, pain, or suffering, I suppose, has yet to fully place his or her trust and faith on, on God. A person who cannot see a higher purpose and a meaning for existing and uh, loses all the joys of life, failed to acknowledge that God created us for His glory. A person filled with guilt, shame, anxiety, and loneliness has yet to experience the love, forgiveness, and grace of God through Christ. I believe with all of my heart, the ultimate cure for the root cause of depression is a personal and intimate relationship with the one who gave us this life, and that is God. In this age and time wherein depression has become prevalent among, especially among the younger generation, and uh, there has been a massive misinformation on this subject, the roles of parents in the role of parents in preventing addressing and resolving depression among their children has never been this important. No parents would want their children to become depressed, right? In the same manner, no parents would want their children to become drug-dependent as, as a result of the wrong impression that medication cures the disorder and not merely manage the symptom. As they say, prevention is always better than cure. You see, the most important front in addressing and preventing depression is not found in hospitals or clinics. The most important front in preventing depression is inside the family home. If parents will take to heart their influence towards their children, will take their parenting role seriously and will do everything possible to raise children in the fear and love of the Lord, depression can be prevented. Parents are in the best position to teach and influence their children in such a way that they will grow up understanding their purpose in life, leading to a meaningful relationship with God. In this regard, let me just share three practical ways that parents can do to prevent their children from developing depression as they are growing up. So, three points. Number one, spend time with your children. Parents must spend time with their children. 
Children spells love, care, and concern as T-I-M-E. I know most of us know that already. You see, depressed people feels alone. They believe that no one loves them, that no one cares for them. And so a child whose parents spend time with can never become that person. Time is interpreted by children as a physical expression of the love and care their parents have for them. Parent, parenting demands that we spend a substantial portion of our life spending time with our children as they are growing up. I understand that this is sacrifice for most of us, but it is a sacrifice that is worth doing. So spend time with your children. Number two, open the lines of communication with your children. Open the lines of communication with your children. One of the treatments available for depressed people is the traditional talk therapy. Depressed people tend to isolate themselves from others. They, they think no one understands what they are going through. And most of those undergoing depression cherish loneliness although they do not intend to really be lonely in the first place. Open communication between parents and their child must be developed and nurtured. One of the most effective ways of understanding our children it's to listen to them. Let them talk. Allow them to share their feelings and thoughts. Be attentive to their views, even over topics that may be too trivial for us. Children will appreciate the fact that we give attention to them. And as they, as, as they grow up, they will be confident to share everything to their parents. They will not keep things to themselves. They will view their parents as their confidant. They will, th this will allow parents to know their children better. Parents can immediately address any feelings of grief or loneliness if and when they occur to their children. So open the lines of communication with your children. And lastly, teach them to know and love God. Teach them to know and love God. You see, people who do not know God are those who are without any hope. Children who fear and love the Lord can never be depressed. They will always be mindful that there is always hope because of God. They will live with a sense of direction, purpose, and meaning knowing that they were created by a loving and gracious God. They can easily cope with feelings of shame and guilt because they understand the forgiveness and mercy of God through Christ. And children who know God will have their anxieties replaced by peace. They can always find joy in the midst of sufferings. Simply stated, depression cannot exist in someone who truly loves God. Parenting plays an important role in preventing depression. And if you are a parent, may I, may I encourage you to spend time with your children, open the lines of communication with them, and teach them to know and love God. In so doing, you are sparing your children from developing depression. So that's it for today's episode. Till next time. 